GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page at this moment, if that is your cup of tea, by the way. So, um, I'm going to take this moment because the best radio is the unscripted radio altogether, unscripted, which, you know, that's most of what I do. But most of the time, it's not so personal for me. Most of the time, I'm doing it as a third person looking in. And uh, so, I have a YouTube channel called Lock and Load Radio 1, which I've had since 2013. I'm not a big channel. I'm trying to get to 42,000 subscribers. Uh, All of mine are organic which means I didn't go and buy them. Um, But that's all beside the point. One thing that I try to do with the video is I want the video to be sort of different. So to that end, I include music in my videos, even though I'm basically talking about guns and reviewing guns and stuff like that. So I found this company called Licked, L-I-C-K-D. And they had licensing of commercial radio songs like Linkin Park and, uh, you know, Seal. And, and, and a, a bu- I, I had a bunch of licenses. Had, had, past tense. <clears throat> so yesterday I published a video about a little change I've made in my daily uh, carry routine and everything else and the things I discovered along the way. And mainly just because I enjoy shooting video and I enjoy shooting guns and Uh, Some people like that. Some people don't. The people that like it, watch it. The people that don't, don't. But I included some of these tracks from this this server, Licked, L-I-C-K-D. Remember that. So, as what normally happens with these, with YouTube, most of the time with YouTube, they see that commercial track, and the first thing they do is say, copyright. And with this company, what you would do is you would file the claim against that, and they would go in there, and they would clear the claim. They had done this with me for a year. Through about, I don't know, 10 videos. They had done it with me for for at least 10, probably maybe 20, I don't know. And then, uh, according to them, they uh, decided they weren't going to do it anymore. And uh, I didn't catch that email because what happened is I filed a claim and they cleared it. And that's, you know, I just thought, hey, that's the way it goes. But I find it, this this is a company based out of the United Kingdom. And within the United Kingdom, uh, their culture, they, they are subjects. They're not citizens. They would claim they are, but they're not. They, they basically live in a very socialistic society as far as the way the government actually executes. When you think about the NHS and some of the other things that are out there. The other day, a a, a guy was standing there and holding a flag and somebody came up and punched him in the mouth and they arrested him for being in the way and causing it. And he was holding an a, a, a Israeli flag, I think. And the UK very shortly will become an Islamic nation too. That's the other thing. But that's all beside the point. They still quite, they have quite the hoity-toitiness when it comes out to uh, some of the things that they have going on. Now, the question I posed to this uh, little individual who goes by Rosie, I think it is, is that uh, Rosie wanted to tell me that 
while guns may be legal in the U.S., they are not globally accepted, which, okay, I you just told me exactly who you are. Because this is a person that gets out there and is virtue signaling. The claim is, is that all of these artists get out there and say, well, you can put my videos on this and this and this and this. But the fact of the matter is, most of them don't own the music. Right? They, they're not out there, in, they're, unless they're the songwriter, in most cases, in the music industry, they don't own their masters. That was one thing that Prince was all about. Uh, you, you hear all of these, you, you wonder why these groups are big one day and then the next day they just seem to vanish. That's because the music business is a cutthroat business. If you cannot maintain, and that's very hard to maintain because everything comes in and goes out, comes in and goes out. And big, big bands like Van Halen, they suffered through that. Heart has suffered through that. Very big bands are out there. I mean, uh, you know, Rolling Stones. They haven't put out any. Now they tour, right? And that's that's how they maintain their income. But at a certain point in the music industry, everything ends. So the claim that they're making to me is uh, quite probably a lie. And it's a virtue signal. And once again, we have a virtue signal uh, influencing business. So I guess that's sort of a DEI thing. I hadn't really dealt with that on this sort of a level. And besides the fact that it is a, you know, just a minor annoyance, I pulled the video down off of YouTube. I re-edited it. I put music on it from a music provider that frankly doesn't care what I do. <laughs> they don't, I'm paying them the subscription. They don't care what I do as long as I pay them the, the subscription fee. So they're, they're happy and I'm over here being happy and the video's uploading now again and it'll go back up and it'll be monetized. And the reason you want it monetized is in that way it shows up in search and you get more views. And uh, yeah, that's a good question on the text line. I'm being asked, Bill, if guns aren't globally accepted, how the hell do people wage war? I don't know. In, in the land of the snowflakes, I guess that the uh, guns are not accepted. Guns are a tool just like this keyboard that's in front of me, the mic that's in front of me. Everything is a means to an end. Now, I much more enjoy talking into a mic or banging on a keyboard than I would going out carrying a gun and having to use it in self-defense. I would not enjoy that at all. But at the same time, I am prepared in the same vein that I have spare tires and all this other stuff and, you know, first aid kits, insurance, all these things I have in case of, just in case. And uh, that's, that's, what, that's, all, that's all it's about. That's all it is about. And I just, you know, I, I called them out on their hypocrisy. And they said, well, we did email you and let you know that we weren't going to do it anymore. And we're not, but we're not against your channel. We just don't like the gun content. Okay. I get you. I understand. Virtue signal all you like. In the UK today, their violent crimes per hundred thousand, well, let me rephrase that. In 2019, our violent crimes were 367 per 100,000. And, uh, of course, that was pre-COVID, pre-George Floyd. But in, 20, in, in 2019, the UK's violent crimes per 100,000 was 2012. So not quite seven times our violent crime per 100,000. And the thing about violent crime is when violent crime is happening to somebody and violent crime as characterized by the FBI is uh, armed robbery, 
assault with a deadly weapon, homicide, or rape. When if, if you're a female and you're being raped in the middle of your violent crime, do you think you're going to be sitting there going, hmm, I wonder if this is the only violent crime he will do to me, and as soon as he's done, he's just going to get up and just leave me laying here? Because you never know. You never know. So uh, when violent crime occurs, there's probably there's a odds are you you're probably going to die. And if you do get murdered, if you do get murdered during the commission of this crime, there is no high ground. There's no moral high ground in the way you get killed. You've been killed by a criminal, not by a brick, not by a knife, not by a gun. You've been killed by a criminal. And they utilize whatever's at hand. And in England, where you can't buy handguns, isn't England the lucky one? You can't buy handguns. You're soon going to be submerged in a sea of Islamists, but you can't buy handguns, so you are better than us. I hope, I hope that in your virtue signaling, you find a way to defend yourselves against that because what you're doing is just a symptom of the bigger overall problem. And thusly, I move on. I shove on. That's the problem. That's a, their problem, though. Go woke, go broke. And uh, I'm going to tell everybody about this. I'm going to make another video about this. And uh, you guys know about this now. So if you're out there and you're a creator and you're looking for unlicensed music, be aware of what you're looking for. When we get back, uh, Barack Obama's out there and he has decided once again that he's going to take over the world. He's starting something called the Change Collective. This is News Talk 98.9. W-O-R-D. All right, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. If I would just push the button, I would be, yeah. There we go. Push that button, push that button. There we go. Now everything is working as I say. Barack Obama has launched an effort with his good pal Valerie Jarrett called the Change Collective probably never heard of it this is being described as a new community-based leadership initiative meant to empower emerging leaders to bring people together but the heavens open and there will be local change makers across the country read that to mean 21st century carpetbaggers this is going to be the end game that Barack Obama was trying to do. And this is a gradual thing. And what they're looking to, they want to, they want to find a way to enforce the collectivist narrative. They are looking to abolish local control and they want a centralized control top down of all communities. And then after that, you know, it's the pattern of every Obama policy. Now, right now they're looking at Chicago, Detroit, and for some reason, Jackson, Mississippi. But the ultimate goal is to get the nooks and crannies of all of America's local communities with the change makers and influencers who've been trained to recruit everybody into accepting a woke narrative and to silence any voice of dissent. 
That's what they mean. The socialists, when they say that, that's what they mean when they're claiming to bring people together. Now, this is all under something called uh, Civic Nation, which is, and the chief executive officer of Civic Nation uh, uh, is uh, Valerie Jarrett. The, she's also the head of the Obama Foundation. I don't know how Valerie has as much time as she has. She is really a multitasker. Civic Nation. Civic Nation serves as a clearinghouse for all of the hard left efforts to consolidate political power. From Michelle Obama's when we all vote ballot box stuffing operation to all previous campaigns related to the Obama's ongoing project to fundamentally transform America. This was inaugurated this year almost simultaneously with the Obama Foundation's Leaders Program in the United States. Now, <laughs> consider the term change collective and what it supposedly means. To build a more equitable, welcoming, and inclusive democracy that connects people of all persuasions. Now, to the untrained ear, that sounds like kumbaya, you know? But this is a new phase in the Alinskyite community organizing. And it's not hard to translate. It is DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which I suffered from earlier today. Uh, it was waged on me earlier today. The same woke agenda of DEI that requires identity politics and political correctness to be baked in, into every policy at every level. The introductory words empower emerging leaders to bring people together. That means the organization serves to give power to new leaders kicking out those with the old ideas in order to bring everybody into the fold. Now, you won't have a choice in the matter. That's what they think. It's the same process that re results in attacks on free speech in all institutions, especially in academia. And... Political activists are now being trained to turn every local community into a satellite of the D.C. bureaucracy and turn every little red community to blue. And they're going to do it by doing something that is going to be new for the young people. They're going to connect with people on a personal level. They're going to pull their heads out of their phones, which uh, their phone is a euphemism for another point of their body, but that's all right. Obama put out a one-minute video saying the Change Collective is a way to bring emerging leaders from different identities and backgrounds together and build relationships and solve problems in their communities because real change happens one person, one community, one connection at a time. And we all need to learn how to better work with folks who have different backgrounds and beliefs. Except we're going to change it. <laughs> and they're going to change these different backgrounds and beliefs to align with the woke agenda. And it's going to do it in a time-tested way. They're going to lie. They call it persuasion and influence. They're going to lie. And they're going to do it via one-on-one -on -one personal relationships. And first of all, that's going to be sort of a rough road to hoe. Road to hoe. Whatever it is, whatever the term is, it's going to be tough. Because the other day, and this is just an example, I'm, trying, I, I'm going through a checkout line, and i got a young person there checking me out. And I'm trying to engage them in a conversation, and they, they, as they're talking to me, they're trying very hard not to make eye contact with me. And 
I realized this was a person that mainly communicated with text, text, you know. Now, real change actually does happen one person at a time. Conservatives would be well to understand this. It does happen one community, one relationship at a time. And if used in the proper context, we could actually capitalize with it. If we actually did it with goodwill, we would be a freer and kinder place. But it all comes down to motive and intent. And one side offers real friendship, and the other side sees people as tools. There's an agenda behind their friendship. And if you are stupid enough to invest in that, then you're going to lose your individuality and your rights. They're all going to be abolished. One side argues, do what you want, but do no harm and respect the right to think differently. The other side says, you're doing harm, do what I tell you. And if you don't, I'll have you reported and canceled. They'll be looking for things. This will all be the Cloud and Piven attack. You know, this is where they get out there and identify the weaknesses and go in. And, uh, you know. Michelle Obama told a graduating class, Today I want you to urge you to actively seek out the most contentious, polarized, gridlock places you can find. Because so often throughout our history, those have been the places where progress really happens. The places where minds are changed, lives transformed, where our great American story unfolds. Now, she understands that the people that we know and trust have a lot of influence on the way we think and do things. But she's not talking about something spontaneous that would allow for an open conversation. She wants to... She wants to guide the narrative. She wants to have influencers who cultivate trust to deliberately bring people to convert to her narrative and value. So, we should be actively campaigning right now in our own one-on-one -on -one ways for a rebirth of true localism, civil society, and freedom. So that means you got to look out for your neighbor and you got to mind your own business at the same time. <laughs> and it means caring for others without looking for any sort of favor. You know, this is you're not in it. You're not in it for what's for you. It's it's for them. Going to be joined by Nan Su from Epoch Times, uh, talking about what's happening in Taiwan as they prepare what they think is going to be an invasion. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. All right, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining me from APOC Times is senior investigative reporter Nan Su. Nan, how you doing? Sorry about Monday. It's okay. Uh, good morning, Bill. Thank you for having me. So I saw this the other day. Now, you, you look at all things concerning China, but, I mean, the big thing with China right now is that they want to annex Taiwan. Yes, and, and I saw a video where in Taiwan, first of all, all of the Taiwan military ministers are 
fully expecting to be invaded by China, but a lot of the of the Taiwanese people have decided to start getting involved in these exercises where they're using airsoft weapons to learn how to manipulate weapons, and also uh, they're mimicking uh, being invaded and being in firefights and dragging people out and giving them uh, giving them trauma care. And uh, what 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 is what, when China looks at that? What, what does China see? What are they seeing? I mean, they're still going to get squashed like a bug if China decides to invade them. Well, they. Uh, uh, well, there is a recent recent survey. Let me tell you that what a survey. Uh, there is a ninety percent. Uh, <clears throat> okay, uh, there are uh, there is a, like sixty five percent of people believe that U.S. government is going to help Taiwan if China invade Taiwan, uh, and then uh, there was only less than ten percent of people uh, believe. Uh, believe that the Chinese government is trustworthy, uh, but however, you know, uh, however, uh, uh, Taiwan has been heavily infiltrated all these years. So it's no different than United States. Everything that every trick that Chinese Chinese regime used to infiltrate into the U.S. soil, they you know they they tested that trick. You know, in Taiwan, long before they even come to United States. So, uh, in uh, in the uh, in Taiwan, uh, the Chinese government, you know, purchased a lot of meat, local media and institutions, and all they they're always saying, you know, don't trust America. So uh, <laughs> while the the, the public uh, uh, only less than public. Let, only less than 10% of the people uh, believe uh, Chinese government is trustworthy. Now, U.S. government, uh, it's, it's a little higher. It's 34% people believe Chinese, uh, U.S. government is trustworthy. That meaning that if they believe, you know, uh, 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 we... Uh, well, keep in mind, you know, we throw them away back in the 1970s when, when, when we allowed China to join uh, United Nations. We cut off our ties with Taiwan. Uh, now, uh, 82% of the public uh, believe China is a threat to Taiwan's security. Uh, now, uh, 66% of people supported American military's uh, Air Force and Navy uh, doing activities around Taiwan because they believe that will increase the security of Taiwan. Uh, so, uh, now, 91% of the people in Taiwan support to keep the current status, the current relationship with Taiwan. It's good, meaning they don't want to go back to Taiwan. Right. And 78% of the people in Taiwan believe Taiwan is not part of the People's Republic of China. Would uh, in the event that uh, Taiwan were to be invaded, can they mount any sort of defense? Well, uh, if Taiwan is invaded, uh, of course uh, they're going to fight. 
Now the key here is uh, uh, China is chi- Taiwan is really close to mainland China, right. so you know uh, the the closest point between Taiwan and the coastal line of China is 68 nautical miles, so which is about just say about 70 miles, and then uh, the farthest of the part it's about you know 250 nautical miles, which is about like 300 miles, so. It's very close now that with the modern day technology, uh, you know, those things, it doesn't really mean much. So, so that's why, you know, Taiwan need to protect itself. That's why they are start, you know, doing all these uh, exercise, um, like uh, thinking, which is all of a sudden tomorrow, uh, China start the invasion, they need to deal with it. The uh, what are uh, what are the in, in in I take it in Taiwan the ownership of firearms is illegal. Well, uh, U.S. government has been uh, recently uh, increased a lot of uh, arms sales to Taiwan, and uh, Taiwan military came to United States to receive uh, training, and we send our military advisors. Uh, you know, from U.S. military to Taiwan to 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 train them, uh, to teach them how to use the uh, all the equipment they they purchase from United States. Uh, well, we're just hoping, right? And now uh, for the supporting system, United States right now uh, it's quickly build up uh, its military strength in. Both Philippines and that's northern part of Philippines, as well as the southern part of Japan. You know, from north and from south, both. You know, those islands less than 100 miles from Taiwan, uh, and that's why you see that. I'm not sure if you uh, noticed the news that uh, reporting that uh, China started uh, making a lot of proactive behaviors against the Philippines. You know, uh, in the in the South China Sea on those islands. Uh, the famous one, Second Tom So, that the China, you know, is making attack of uh, Filipino supplying uh, ships, right? So, you know, why did they do that before? But now all of a sudden they're doing that because they they don't like the way the Filipino government uh, allow U.S. military to reopen military base in Philippines. So uh, you know the, the, the you know U.S. the military are, are quickly building up, so they they have the supporting system in the case if if Taiwan is invaded by China. Well, I guess we're going to see. I guess we're going to see how that works up. But uh, I, I hope. Well, uh, Americans, no, no, no. One thing Americans need to remember: if you, a lot of them don't remember the history. Americans need to remember, if you, we remember history, we should know when it comes to the future of, when it comes to decide the future of Taiwan, Americans have more rights to decide the future of Taiwan than Chinese in the People's Republic of China. We need to know that if we remember, remember the history correctly. Do we still remember the history? Well, I, I do, but I mean, they don't teach it anymore, Nan. You know that. 
You know how you know what public <laughs> education looks like in America. You you're not you you're you know what you see. Anyway, listen, I'm running out of time. Uh like I said, sorry about Monday. It won't happen again and thank you for today and uh I hope you have a very happy satisfying Thanksgiving. Oh, oh yeah, I'll thank you, Bill. You too. I'll be in touch. Nansu, okay. he's with APOC Times, senior investigative reporter on all matters Chinese. Indeed. When we get back, the other day at the White House, they were celebrating some killers. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Transgender Remembrance Day. Yeah. Yeah. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Go ahead and kill that mic in there. Uh, This was celebrated on Monday. The resident was uh, lamenting the deaths of 26 transgender-identifying Americans, three of whom were shot and killed while committing a crime or tangling with law enforcement. Wait a minute, Mr. President. I know you're demented, but what's this about? He said, we must never be silent in the face of hate as we mourn the loss of transgender transgender Americans taken too soon this year. We must also recommit ourselves to never stop fighting until all Americans can live free from discrimination. Did you know... That I think it's either four or five of the January 6 people that have been arrested have killed themselves. Did you know that, Mr. President? Do we care about them? You know, one of the ones that killed himself, I've seen video of him. He's just walking between two ropes, looking around. And yet, you destroyed his life and he killed himself. Your DOJ. Your FBI. Then Corinne Jean-Pierre emphasized that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. No one should face violence or live in fear or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. Really? They get out there and, uh, first of all, Several family members of the deceased called the deaths the result of targeted shootings, but none of their accounts or the reports of their loved one's deaths produced a direct link between the fatal violence and the transphobia that the White House claims grips the nation. I'm not transphobic. I'm as opposite of being transphobic as I could be. I simply do not care. You want to dress up like a like a woman, you want to go and have a surgery and have everything chopped off and have everything realigned and then get out there and just be a mannequin of a woman? Because that's all you're going to be. You're not going to have a womb. You don't have the chromosome. You're never going to look like a woman. You're never going to be hot like a woman is. Women are, are women. A woman is a female 
with all of the stuff to be reproductive built into her, right? And she looks the part. Women are the softer, the fairer sex. They are the complement to men. But, you know, all these guys want to throw on a wig, grow their hair, have their nails, and change the way they talk and carry a purse. Uh, like Manuel Tortuguita Terran. Manuel was the mental midget that decided to get out there at the, you know, the cop city in, in Atlanta. Remember the guy that was shooting at people? He decided to shoot some, uh, some uh, what did he shoot? Pe four pepper ball rounds through his nine millimeter pistol. The only problem is when you're holding up a nine millimeter pistol, which he was holding up a Smith & Wesson M&P shield, which is a real gun. When you're holding up a real gun and you're firing something that is non-lethal, it's going to be taken and considered to be lethal because nobody has the time to sit back and go, I wonder if that's non-lethal. So they shot him down like the idiot dog he was. And of course, then they let the outrage commence. You know, guy gets out there and shoots a cop, cop shoots a guy. And everybody's like, that was an unjust death. Well, you know, you don't want none, don't start none. That's all I can tell you. A district attorney ruled in October that the members of law enforcement who shot Taryn would not face criminal charges because the use of lethal force was objectively reasonable. I'm glad they supported the guys that, that did it. I'm glad they did because one of theirs took some shots and they, they, they took the guy down. Then there's Bonko Brown, a 24-year-old woman who was shot and killed by a security guard. Now, the security guard, she was he, she, whatever he was, uh, was out there and he, uh, he threatened to stab the security guard. Well, the security guard had a weapon on him that he was not uh, <laughs> supposed to have, but not criminally charged despite pressure from the mob, and he shot Bonko. Devani Jirai Johnson, shot and killed by a security guard in August, walking into Los Angeles with a fire extinguisher and a screwdriver. Hillary Rodham Clinton claimed that Johnson was a vibrant artist who moved to L.A. to transition, but Johnson was homeless. Johnson was one of those, yeah. They did not bring up Audrey Hale. There is no transphobia gripping the nation today. We're going to talk about uh, defense, you know, the forest defender, that being Manuel Tarrant. He has a diary. We see his motive. I, I know what you were thinking about, Manuel Tor Tortuguita. I, I, I know what you were thinking about. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 